Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Born Planet Podcast. This is myself, Dave Thomas, along with Chris McGee, Kevin Kylan, and Jamie Noboom. And tonight we have a very special guest that's going to be joining us in a few minutes here, uh, Mr. Jim Shockey, a person who is a legendary when it comes to hunting on TV and uh, being a part of this industry. Uh, Jim has a lot of credentials under his belt and uh, has done a lot of great things. And, you know, uh, he's done a lot of international hunting, which makes him very recognizable by everybody around the world. Um, what do you think, Jamie? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited to talk to him. I watch his show all the time. And, you know, I'd really like to go one day and see his museum because he shot a lot of animals mm-hmm. that you can't shoot anymore. I mean, you can't even hunt them. It's, the the possibilities are is gone. Wow. That's... So to see all that stuff and all his different artifacts. I've seen some cool. on his shows, and they go to yeah. his house and yeah. show some things, and it's absolutely incredible how many horns and how many yeah. things he's gotten. Um, you know, it's just... Uh, when you're that big of a hunter, I mean, I watched so many different episodes with him and watched him shoot a lion with a bow and just, I mean, he's just all over the place. Um, and he's great because he'll come and see people at the ATA show. He'll sign autographs. He'll get to talk to people, doing things like this podcast, uh, just really important things that really help, um, you know, really make sure that people understand he's a real guy. He's a real person. He's, yep. mm-hmm. he's not just a TV personality. He's, he's got a family, a great family. Um, his daughter's Eva Shockey, for God's sake. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, he's done such a great job. He's got a wonderful wife uh, and a great life, really. You know, really cool mm-hmm. person. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to get him on the line here in a couple minutes. And uh, I don't even know what to ask him. What are we going to ask Jim? I mean, he's got... <laughs> got to pick his brain. We're going to have to pick his brain. I don't even, you know... <laughs> the one thing we do have in common is that, you know, we do a lot of Bowtech here. And yep. Jim's a big Bowtech shooter. And, uh, you know, the thing about it I'd like to ask him about is a lot of travel, like international yeah. travel. It just seems like a very daunting task. I don't even like traveling locally that yeah. much. You know, from taking a plane to here to Florida or something, it's just kind of a, it becomes a little bit of a hassle. But to mm-hmm. do it with all your gear and camera gear, can you imagine? Like, that would be very logistically hard to do, you know. Even I forget like, uh, so many things. It wouldn't even be funny. Even yeah. the wild game dishes he tries, like, overseas and stuff is going to yeah. be interesting to hear about. Oh, I can't imagine so well. Yeah, cool. All right, well, hey, let's get Jim on the line here and uh, get chatting up. So, Jim Shockey, welcome to the Boner Plant Podcast. Thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. That's my, my pleasure. Uh, like, like I say, not often that I'm in the country to be able to do this kind of thing, so I'm happy to do it when I can. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's. I, I first want to say, though, um, you know, kudos to you. I think you've done such a great job over the years promoting the sport of hunting uh, and doing a lot of great things in the industry. And, uh, you know, it was nice to see you at the ATA show. We got to, I got to talk to you a little bit there and... and uh, it's just been such a, a great ride for you, in my opinion, and, and like you know what you've been able to accomplish on TV and and inspire a lot of people into the the world of hunting. Um, tell us about what's what, what's going on. Like, what do you got going on right now? Uh, well, this very second, I'm standing on a dock uh, <laughs> up here in British Columbia with with my boat, trying to get the serious radio hooked up in there. So, <laughs> so I'm, very I'm, important. I'm kind of spoiled right now. Not even not even hunting. Yeah. But, you know, now that I'm, I, we've got our uncharted television show going, and that obviously took a lot of uh, time. You know, I was traveling 300 days a year. So, you know, we, we've 
pretty well got next year in the can, so I've got some time now to do some of the, you know, North American touring that I should have been doing, but I've been derelict as I've been traveling all these years. So, <laughs> so I'll, you know, I'll be in New York City here this week and been visiting Eva down in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, to see our little baby granddaughter, Lenny Poe, and then awesome, to yeah. Mississippi for the Primos Sporting Classic event uh, in Jackson, and then I think I'll be in Nebraska for a Cabela's event, and off to Austin, Texas for a Yeti event, and then uh, to a Dallas Safari Club chapter meeting in Albuquerque. So I'm traveling for the rest of the summer, but... Uh, Sounds busy. Of, of August, I'll be <laughs> heading up to the Yukon. Yeah, well, that, that part's busy, but then, then I'll get back into the hunting by the 20th. Yeah, so, so speaking of Uncharted, how cool is it to hang out with the tribes and have them kind of show you, show you their ways and eat the food that they eat? It just seems amazing. Uh, that, 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 to me, is, is as important as, as the hunts itself. I, I, I actually spend as much time on the cultural aspects of a hunt, mm-hmm. you know, the, the culture of the place we're at, as I do with the actual hunting. I, I love it. I, I think, you know, hunters have always been explorers and, and explorers are hunters. So, you know, to be able to share these these places and, and uh, people's lives that we don't get to interact with, you know, this isn't a, a all-inclusive uh, holiday resort destination that we, yeah. we go to, obviously. <laughs> so you're really, you're seeing the real people doing what the real people do. I, I love it. Uh, I think it gives a lot clearer perspective on this world when, when you're interacting with these people like that. Oh, yeah. That just, I'd love to be able to do that one day. It's absolutely amazing. So, Jim, when, when you're hunting, do you, uh, you know, I know you use a bow and you use a gun, too. Do you say, would you say you do, like, 50-50 bow gun, or is it just depending on what hunt you're on? Uh, you know, I, I would say it's a third, 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 muzzleloader, uh, archery, and, and rifle. Um, you know, I started, obviously, as a rifle hunter way, way back when, but uh, switched to bow and arrow and did my best and realized I just didn't have the patience, wasn't wasn't <laughs> a capable, skillful enough hunter or disciplined enough not to take the shot. You know, when I got 40 yards, but the animal wasn't giving me an actual broadside shot. So I switched to muzzleloader, which took care of that problem. And, you know, now I've done full circle back to bow and a little bit of rifle. Uh, some of the places we hunt around the world, you, you it would be very difficult to get one of the animals uh, that we're after or some of the animals without using a rifle. You'd have to spend six months, and even then, wow. you wouldn't be able to be selective, which I, I don't like doing. I'd rather be able to take an old animal yeah. um, mm-hmm. rather Makes than take a younger one just because you know, I don't want to use a rifle. So, so yeah, I, I use all of it. And, I, you know, the heck, I use crossbow. I've, I've done, even used the new crossman arrow. I love it. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. That that. Awesome. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, the <laughs> buffalo, right? That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I love it. That that to me is the future. You know, it's it's kind of the perfect combination of all of the above. But uh, you know, of course, there's some people who disagree. But uh, <laughs> but no, I, I'll, I'll hunt with I'll hunt with a slingshot. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I, I have to do all of it. So so Jim, whatever works. With all the animals you've hunted, and I know you hunt a lot of animals, what would you say is your favorite animal to hunt? Wow, that's. Uh, that's <laughs> I like the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Alaskan Alaskan Yukon moose to me is is just a really special animal. I, I love hunting moose. They're they're big. They're you know largest antler, big game animal on the planet. They're not afraid of us. They're the one animal in the world that once you call them in and they realize that you're not another pretty you know 
cow moose or an ugly bull moose, they don't care. They'll still keep coming. You know, wow. you know, for a little, lo- a little love and a little fighting, whatever you want, they don't care. Every other animal in the world will run off. But, you know, if you flip the question just slightly and said, you know, if I could only hunt one more animal for the rest of my life, what would it be? That would be white-tailed deer. Yeah. And that, that's because I can't imagine, you know, not being able to hunt white-tailed deer. And, you know, moose, you can maybe get too old to hunt, but white-tailed deer, you can be a... 150 years old and, and still until I hope. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've been in some scary situations too. I remember watching the episode with the, the hippos coming after you guys. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know what it is with hippos and bees. Yeah, you know, other guys are always having getting charged with Cape buffalo and you know elephants and lions and you know crazy stuff like that. I, for some reason, I, I always get hippos coming after me, so it's. Yeah, I've had some really close calls with hippos over the years. Jeez. So we, we see a lot of pictures online of, of the museum, of the Shockey Museum. And it looks awesome from the pictures. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, you know, that's that's something that I've dreamed about since I was a youngster. I mean, I, when I was young, I, to get into a natural history museum, or back in the old days there was wildlife museums along highways, you know, they, very few of them exist anymore. The Natural History Museum in New York City is obviously spectacular. And, and you know, I, I dreamed about that. Now, I, I, you know, I can't have a Trinosaurus Rex skeleton, you know, original one. I can probably put a beef on there, but I, I don't want any reproduction stuff. So, so I, you know, I have to be, you know, content with a Trinosaurus uh, tooth. You know, or, you know, I, I can't have a full skeleton of a mammoth, but I can sure have, you know, the heck out the, the skull and the, the tusks of the mammoths and woolly mammoths and step mammoths. And, and, you know, and then the natural history um, items as well, like, like any uh, fossils, for instance, it's full of fossils that I've gathered up over the years. And, I mean, there's even, a, you know, coming as a mounted, full-mounted narwhal from, uh, <laughs> the, the Inuit in northern Canada and the Narwhal skeleton, you know, so so stuff like that. And besides the hunting part of it, which is, you know, I mean, that's how you gather up these specimens. But uh, not the narwhal, obviously. I didn't hunt that. The uh, the Inuit did, but all the other animals. That, you know, that's part of it. But but it's really a cultural and natural history museum. And yeah. I, you know, I'd like to think that it's it's uh, you know there's some youngsters out there that maybe were like me that would will, will think they've gone to heaven when they walk in and, and look at all these things. And, and, I, and I think it shows, too, that hunting isn't just about killing the animal and, and you know, because we want this head on our wall. That's, that's not what hunting's about. Yeah. It, never, it never really has been. It, you know, we, we went off on a tangent for a little while where record books and whatnot were kind of important, but, but uh, you know, it, 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 we're all... Any hunter who's interested in natural history, mm-hmm. and that, that's what this museum's about. It's, right now I'm in the process of curating it, and, and it'll take probably a couple of years to get that all done before it's open to the public completely. But right now, if you kind of know somebody who knows somebody, you can get in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, open, it's open to that point. Cool. Very cool. So, so along the lines of hunting, you know, not just being about trophies, and, and all of us here have kids as well, um, you know, Obviously, your children are pretty highly involved in the industry. So uh, how old were they when you started taking them along, dragging them on hunts, and taking them out in the woods? Uh, 
and they were that's that's a bush plane flying over top of me. By the way, I apologize. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. They, they, you know they they were they were two years old. I mean, they, oh. they would come along at a very young age. I can remember when they were. Let's see. I, I we went out on our boat fishing. Just uh, Gremlin and Eva and myself. <laughs> they would have been boy, uh, probably five and three, and, <laughs> and we. I mean, it was now it was probably four and six, and we. Uh, I caught a 125-pound octopus with 10-foot arms, and that the kids to this day remember that. You know? yeah. And that's, you know, they, they, now I would never sit him on a deer stand all day long, 40 bull and catch no. one. But Brandon and I would go down. He he would hunt with his little tiny plastic bow and arrow. And I can remember we'd sit and wait for the deer. Now I wasn't hunting; just Brandon was. And you know, he'd pull back his little plastic bow and shot his little sucker arrow at the deer. And it, you know, I don't only went about five or ten feet. And I remember looking and saying, "Daddy, I missed." And you know, the deer was probably ten yards away. It was, it was awesome. You know, and, and yeah, of course he wasn't really hunting, but he was getting all the feeling of a hunt. Mm-hmm. But, and that would have been, you know, he would have been six, five, somewhere in there. So yeah, right from a very early age, we took him out to to look at the animals. You know, not necessarily hunting the animals, but again, that's the kill is only a tiny, tiny little part of yeah. the hunt. And, and you know that our popular press tends to focus on that, and, mm-hmm. and you know they use that as the as you know why hunters hunt. Well, that's not true at all. You know, yeah. it's it's all the yeah. other the wildlife, the birds, the squirrels, the insects, the fresh air, the exercise, the you know this fantastic cathedral forest that we get to walk around in. So so there, you know, the, the earlier you can get the children out to experience that part of hunting the better and the higher odds that they'll be hunters later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I just started taking, well, my kid's been fishing for a while, but my oldest now, now he doesn't want, you know, the, the Pokemon cards anymore. He wants me to take him to the tackle store, <laughs> which I'll take it even though it's yeah. expensive. He doesn't want the cheap lures. Yep. What's know? the craziest thing you've I'm eaten, sorry. like, overseas? <laughs> I never got one. <laughs> uh, well, I, I tell you that there's a, uh, I've eaten some pretty weird stuff because I'll eat whatever they're eating, wherever I am around the world. And I'm, you know, I love it. I mean, it's, to me, it's like uh, art. If you look at the same piece of art every day, you get bored. And so hamburgers, you get tired of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I want something new to experience new taste uh, sensations. But uh, spark the, the palate. Up in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Up on the Arctic, the Inuit, they have something that's called igunak, and mm. igunak is they they kill a walrus. Uh, in say June, 24 hours of daylight, they go to a south-facing slope, you know, along the ocean, and they get a shallow, sort of one-foot-deep grave for this walrus that they cut into 100-pound chunks, and they lay it in there, it's still warm, and then gently cover it over and let the sun percolate it wow. for the next two months before it freezes. So, you know, by the time it freezes, literally, it's so gooey you could suck the entire. Two thousand pound walrus to a straw. Slurpy. Yeah, then it freezes. So, so they dig them out in out of the snow in um, January, and they start eating it then. And it's it, it's you know called eagle knock. And I swear, one drop of it, if it drops into your like an entire camp worth of food, you will taste. That walrus. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I, I would, I would, if, if what I say, if you want to get a comparable taste, if not everybody can, has access to a walrus, just go down to the fish store and buy a bunch of clams and crabs and and you know a couple of fish and put them in a 
Ziploc bag and then leave it on your back porch for a couple weeks in the summer, and then and then and then drink it. That, that's about what it tastes like. Wow. I think I'm gonna pass. On. <laughs> well, well, we are bow hunter playing it, so we're so we're gonna ask you one last question that has to do with bows. So sure. we we, uh, we work with Bowtech as well. So we're just kind of which uh, model are you gonna shoot this year? I'm sorry. Which I'm which which Bowtech model are you going to shoot this year? I, I'm I'm shooting the Boss. Uh, okay. You know I like it. It's, yeah. I like a long wheel to wheel and the long draw length and and I just find you know the longer I'm not a I'm not a tech guy. You know I, for, when it comes to archery I I I'm a simplicity I'm a, a user. Yeah, yeah. And so so the, the I like it because it I find it really forgiving for my various nuances and, and lack of, of skill when it comes to uh, technique. So so I, I like the boss. I, I shot it now for a couple of years. I love it. Uh, accurate. And I'll be uh, starting to get heavy and hot into practicing here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. quick. It's, it's getting time. It's yeah. getting time. Yeah, guys are uh, heavy on the rain six and the carbon icon. So right there with you. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we really appreciate you joining us, and uh, thank you for your time. And um, we good luck this year. Yep, good luck this year. Maybe we'll see you ATA this year. Yep, I'll be there for sure. Awesome, well, God willing. Yep. Well, thank you, Jim. We really appreciate it. Okay, Jim. Safe travels, yeah, my friend. My pleasure. Anytime. You betcha. Take mm-hmm. care. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time.